pop a bottle. Great, great show coming today, my friend. Man, I, I had a bit of a roller coaster of emotions this week. Even had, I went back and forth on whether I was going to write about something, was cautious about it, and I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. I even had to re- re-record part of this podcast as a result of, of what I found. Um, really interesting. I am going to um, go get into a controlled test uh, that I ran against organic reach uh, and total reach to find some pretty surprising results. And uh, it's, it's actually good news for those of you who, I guess, freak out about organic reach. It may be higher than you thought. Um, that, so that's the first thing. Um, we're also going to get into how your bad Facebook marketing strategies are ruining ad targeting. That's right, you. Okay, maybe not you, but uh, there's some, some sleazy marketers out there. They're ruining it for the rest of us, both as marketers and as users. Okay, uh, we're also going to get into the big, big changes happening right now that uh, Facebook just announced. Uh, they'll go into effect in April, which is no more sponsored stories. Um, that, in addition to some other changes that Facebook announced along with that, um, and everything you need to know. Okay? All right. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. And of course, you know the rules. You need to have a drink to listen or be a guest. And, um, you know, it could be a water. It could be a water. It's it's 11 a.m. my time. I pushed it off as much as I could this morning. I actually thought about recording at 9, 9.30, which I felt like would be crazy to pop open a beer at that point. And even now, I want to make sure to get something that's breakfast, early morning related. I'm having a Pipeline Aloha Series Porter with 100% Hawaiian Kona coffee. I think it's actually the second appearance this uh, Kona beer has had on the show. Pretty good stuff. If you don't have a drink in hand, uh, again, I'm not going to encourage, outwardly encourage alcoholic consumption if you prefer water or juice or something else. Just get a drink, will you? Cheers. All right. So I think you know me by now, right? You know me. And... I, if you if you know me, if you've read my stuff, you know I'm not uh, one to sound the alarm before it's time. Um, when big news breaks and it's unclear what something it you know what all the facts are, I tend to hang back and wait and see um, before I completely understand something. And as a result, that means I don't tend to be first, but I try to be most accurate. Um, and, uh, so that's, that came into play this week and I'm really glad it did because I could have made a major mistake. Um, and I would have gotten a ton of traffic for that mistake too, because people would have loved it. Um, when I say loved, not, not necessarily because I made a mistake, uh, but because of the results I would have proclaimed. Um, so here's the deal, a little bit of background here. Last week, 
um, I, I was looking at my post-level export. Actually, I was in the process of updating my insights training course. Anyone who's in that, make sure you check out the course. There, there's some lessons in there. And I was going through total reach, organic reach, paid reach, definitions, where everything was, all that kind of stuff. And within my you know definitions, you know, I, I made it clear, look, total reach is the total number of people you're going to reach uh, via paid and organic. However, it will not equal organic plus paid. Okay? Simple. It's obvious. I mean, it's, it's kind of... Uh, Facebook Marketing 101, you understand that you can reach the same person both organically and paid. So as a result, the sum of organic and paid um, will be more than the actual total reach that Facebook reports. Are you following me? Um, I may need to explain a little bit more here in a second. But so anyway, that that's 101. And um, but then when I was going through my stats for that course, I thought, like, wait a minute. Uh, I even like said again, you're like, and of course, you know, organic plus paid won't equal total. And like, just like in this example, and I tried to provide an example, like, whoa, 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 why does that equal total? And, and then um, I, I, I started going through all my data. I pulled five months worth of data and 70, there are 30, 390 total posts. 71 of those were promoted, so these are the 71 we care about. And in every single case, paid plus organic equaled total. Mine was blown, all right? Um, if you're following, you probably know what this could mean. If Facebook was reporting that total reach, let's say, for example... Um, you just as on small numbers, you reached five fans organically with a post. You 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 published a post, reached five fans organically. Um, you then promoted it and reached the reached one person with that ad. But it was this one of the same people who you reached initially organically. That total reach should be five, right? Facebook apparently was reporting it as six. Because they're adding organic plus paid. Um, this is what it looked like. Um, so I was like, man, that is bad, right? Uh, it appeared that Facebook was over-reporting total reach, which, look, people, I, and I, I can't stand reach. I think it's a dumb stat. Um, but people are already freaking out about it. If, if I'm going to write this article that now says, oh, yeah, you're pissed off about total reach. It's actually less than what you think. It people would have gone crazy, right? Um, so I want to be really, really careful. So you know, I talked to my nerd stat nerd friends. You know, I reached out to to people like Chad Whitman of Edge Rank Checker. I talked to um, Dennis Yu, and um, what's funny is in like in each case, I was trying to present what I found. They're like, no, 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 um, total reach is they're never going to add up. I'm like, no, that's what I meant. <laughs> It's it's not it's not supposed to add up, but it is, and um, but anyway, um, they were like, "Whoa, this is crazy." I mean, they, they were the same way. Um, I reached out to my one contact within Facebook, but I don't, it's not somebody in the know, right? And um, he's like, "You know, I I think I'm not positive, but I think 
once you reach somebody organically and then you reach the same person as paid, we only count them as paid. And I thought that was ridiculous. Um, that didn't make any sense. So then I, 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 I added a um, report a bug basically within the de- developer form, Facebook developer form. And I got this brain numbing response from a, a, uh, an engineer. Um, I really couldn't understand what the heck he was saying. But it was, he was saying it was by design and this and that. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, it, it, let, let me read to you the response. So first of all, I explained to him exactly what I just told you um, in terms of what my study was and you know, those five months of data, all that kind of stuff. And he says, hi, John, this behavior is by design. Actually, the calculated number in this case is not the total reach, but rather the organic reach which is equivalent to the total reach we provide minus the paid reach we provide. It is provided as a separate field purely for convenience. This is the reason why the calculation you're doing is always equal, so it doesn't have to do with the differences between organically reached and otherwise reached users, even those viewing posts via both methods. I swear I read that 80,000 times, and I it wasn't adding up. I was like, why? It... Why is this by design, and why would you be misrepresenting totals? Um, so anyway, all this, all of what they were telling me aside, there, 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 there were apparently four different possibilities of what was going on, and one that we could immediately cast out. Okay, the the one we can forget about is that if you create organic post and then promote it, promote that post you won't reach the same people with the ad that you reached organically. And I knew 99.9% chance that wasn't happening, that you could reach the same people multiple times. And the funny thing is, Facebook in their help center, I'm going to make sure you get a link to this, and I'm going to write a post about this, don't worry, um, said, and, and there's an entry for this that was written three months ago, it said, why does the sum of paid reach and organic reach differ from the total reach? Isn't that crazy that 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 question was in the help center? And then they say, total reach counts the number of unique people who saw your post, regardless of where they Mm -hmm. saw it. If your post reaches a person organically and through an ad, the person will count as one for organic reach, one for paid reach, and one for total reach. But that's not what I was seeing, obviously. I was seeing um, that... uh, that it was all adding up, which it shouldn't have been the case. So, you know, me being the, the kind of statistical nerd here, I was like, you know what, let's test this out. So what I did, and I created several uh, tests. So if anyone saw this test over the last few weeks or last few days, trust me, the one you saw was not the one I ended up using because I, I, I had to, you know, get it, get it perfect. So what I did was create a post that was specifically targeted at essentially my wife. So broke it down by age, gender, location, all that stuff. But as you know, and as I remembered the, the first time I published it, anyone can, while that will only go in the news feed of the person who qualifies under my targeting, which should have only been my wife, um, if you come to my page and if I didn't hide it from my page, you could see it there. Okay, so that was one of the initial obstacles. So I, I, I end up creating three of these, um, at least, it might have been four. So um, the, the targeting was so tight 
that uh, it's pretty clear the only person who's going to see it would be my wife and, of course, then me. Okay? So I created the post, did a targeting, hit it from my timeline, and I went to my wife's computer, pulled up Facebook, ta-da, saw the post, and, uh, of course, I saw it as well. And then I see Facebook reports, total reach of two. Okay, which made sense. And I even went into my post level or export, total reach of two, organic reach of two, paid reach of zero. All made sense. That's uh, what I was hoping for. And um, the hope was that no one else would see it, which they shouldn't have. Okay, Uh, so then what I did after that was uh, I let four hours go by and then I created an ad. And within that ad, I used custom audiences targeting only my wife's email address. Ah, I'm getting sneaky, right? So, uh, and I even did the additional targeting in there, even though it wasn't necessary. I was only targeting my wife um, in her email address. And uh, I ran that ad. And uh, what do you know what happened? Uh, Suddenly my stats changed. My reach was still two. But I now had an organic reach of one and a paid reach of one for a total reach of two. Really interesting, right? So what my initial contact from Facebook told me, which I thought was nuts, is true. Um, The total reach is actually correct. Uh, Yes, it only reached two people. It reached my wife and it reached me. But what really happened was... It should have been an organic reach of two and a paid reach of one for a total reach of two. And what Facebook is reporting is an organic reach of one because as soon as my wife also saw the ad, they removed her from organic, which shouldn't have been the case. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff. So in other words, what does this all mean? What does it all mean? Um, total reach is total reach. Uh, it seems like that's that's still correct. But if you have been look, looking at all at organic reach, um, and that's reported in several places, that's underreported, especially, and I say especially, particularly if you advertise. So if you have ever boosted posts, use Power Editor to promote posts, use SellServe Ad Tool, whatever, promote posts, the organic reach of those particular posts are underreported. And to be clear, I'm not positive on this, but especially since that entry was in the help center, I'm pretty sure that this has only been effective since the new export and the new web insights. Now, not 100% certain, but because uh, this, this would have been hard to test before, because of uh, viral reach, which is now folded into organic reach. That threw off the numbers. But the fact that that entry was in Help Center three months ago tells me this is a new phenomenon. Okay? So to me, though, this was kind of a relief. And I'm mostly relieved that I didn't write this blog post um, because people would have gone nuts. But um, I am still concerned, that said that the number isn't accurate, and it seems to be by design. Um, uh, so Facebook obviously obviously needs to update their definitions. Uh, if, if this is by design, they need to be clear about it, but I still don't understand why you would not report somebody as organic if you reach them organically. 
So, but, but ultimately what this means is yeah, your organic reach is actually higher than you thought, particularly if you use advertising. So that is something to drink to, right? Raise your bottle. Cheers. Okay, so um, something I've been uh, testing out recently is Twitter ads. And uh, the main reason for that, there's just been a lot of talk about it. Um, I am on Twitter. That would be my second most active Say most second most active. I'm, I probably actually um, participate more in Twitter these days, especially these days, than I do on my Facebook page. But that's by design, right? Um, you don't want me uh, posting every every five seconds on Facebook. Not that I post every five seconds on Twitter. Um, so it's just you know differences in using. But I am putting a greater emphasis on my usage of Twitter because I have started to see more results from it. Um, and Twitter, Twitter's improved their ads. I know I keep hearing about it, so I don't want to be left behind on this. If they've got really good targeting, if it's going to be helpful for driving traffic to my website, leading to sales, I want to get into that action. And it's something I tried out about a year ago, um, mixed results. So I want to try again. Now, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details on, on success at this point. I mean, I think it's doing okay. I'm, my budget is very low. I'm budgeting $5 a day to target those, uh, to, for, to promote tweets that are driving traffic to my site. And spending $5 a day or budgeting $5 a day, not always spending that much, uh, to, to get um, relevant followers, uh, which is going to be part of the issue here. Um, and, uh, you know, in general, I have a lot of issues with Twitter because of the metrics and like I can't say I don't know what my cost per link click is, for example, because it's a cost per expand. It's a cost per interaction. Um, and I want that link click. And that's what I care about. Uh, so it's really hard to measure. I'm, it's kind of difficult to compare it to my Facebook efforts when I'm trying to, for example, drive traffic to my website. But that's neither here nor there. Um, something had been bothering me about the targeting that brought me back to Facebook. All right. So we're going to do, we're going to do full circle here within Twitter. When you're creating an ad, creating a campaign, you can say, I want to target people who like, who are followers of a particular brand or person and people like them, which I wish I didn't have to do that, but I would, I would like to only target those who are the followers of that brand or person. But that got me to thinking, like, even though I've only, I think there were only three people slash brands that I was targeting there, um, the quality of that targeting depends entirely on the quality of those followers. Um, and Twitter, my goodness. I mean, if you're on Twitter, if you're trying to grow a following on Twitter, that is, there's some shady stuff going on there. And some of it's not so much shady as it is uh, just building an irrelevant, irrelevant audience, right? The reciprocation, you know, you follow me, I'll follow you, unwritten rules. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like there are people who have over 100,000 followers, but because they go through this process of constantly following everybody back who follows them or following people um, in general, and if they don't follow them back, get followed back, they will unfollow them, all that business. So relevance is low, you have to think. Like there's some level of, yeah, they're, 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 obviously there are people who are following them that want get to their, get their information, 
but there are a lot of people who are following them just to get the follow back. Um, there are a lot of bots out there on Twitter. So I don't know what the percentage would be of irrelevant followers out there who are either bots or people just following to get the follow back. Um, I got to think, no matter who it is, me, somebody else, it's probably pretty high, which then impacts targeting. Because if I'm targeting the followers of uh, a particular person who I respect, who's my direct competitor, and they, and this is especially true of just popular brands in general, or somebody who uh, practices reciprocation. If I target those people, there's got to be a bunch of junk in there. There really does. Okay. So that made me kind of cautious just about Twitter advertising in general, but then it brought me back to Facebook. And it made me think about it because we do the same thing with interest targeting um, within and, and we're going to get to the kind of the change in interest targeting here in a minute because it used to be precise interest. Now it's just interest targeting, but I can still target, say, the fans of or people who I've mentioned, uh, social media examiner, Mari Smith, Amy Porterfield, on and on and on. Now, I'm not going to throw any of them under the bus. I'm sure they all do it the right way. But let's say your direct competitor um, is, is, has built what appears to be a very big, thriving community from the outside. They've got 50,000 fans, and your lowly, sad Facebook page is like under 100, right? And um, so, so as a result, you're like, man, I've got, I've got to build my audience. I got to, and, and you probably get, you might have higher ups that say, hey, this competitor is doing it right. They've got this huge audience. They're making money, supposedly. People love them, supposedly. We, they, they are our model. We got to attack, we got to attack them. So they give you an ad budget. You start creating ads. And what's the first thing you do? You probably target the fans of that brand. Here's the thing. That brand, when they built their audience, they were buying likes. Oh, and there are lots of them out there. There's, I'm kind of tired. tired. They're, they're pretty obvious when you, when you see them in many cases. Um, but they were buying likes. They were trading likes. The whole reciprocation. It doesn't just happen on Twitter. Happens on Facebook as well. Participating heavily in that fan page Friday, which again, it, it means well. But if it results in a bunch of people who don't care about your brand liking your page, it doesn't help you. And they get you know a bunch of favors. These are they, my point is, if you have a high percentage of people who like your page who don't actually care about your product, this waters down interest targeting because then I target those people thinking they're going to care about my brand. But your brand, your fans are a bunch of irrelevant people who don't care about your product, won't care about mine, and it impacts my results. So it could be a matter of um, surface level. It could look like they're cheap likes because you got a bunch of bots and crap, right? Um, so I might get a bunch of cheap likes and on the surface it's like, Ooh, that's pretty effect. That's effective. But then you start noticing all the spam you get, start, start noticing, um, that the few people who interact with your posts and you promote them targeting that, that page are angry at you for being in their newsfeed. 
And why would they be angry at you for being in their newsfeed? Because they don't care about your product, service, or that industry. So this brings me, you know, it's funny because you hear this a lot. People are angry, angry that they get, that they see too many irrelevant ads, particularly in the newsfeed. They're very protective, very territorial about that space. And the blame tends to fall on Facebook and also on the marketer. And don't get me wrong, there's just some bad marketers who don't know how to target and do some sleazy stuff. But you could be doing it completely right, like this example, targeting the fans of a very highly relevant competitor, and um, they might have they might have no interest in you because the quality of those fans was so freaking low. Okay, so what does this mean? Um, stepping back here. The bad marketing strategies that are going on out there. Um, I think a lot of people try to say, oh, it doesn't hurt anybody if I buy some likes. It doesn't hurt anybody if, you know, we do this fan page Friday, if we, if we, if we reciprocate and we all follow, like each other's pages and stuff. It doesn't hurt anybody. It does. It hurts those who then wanted to, to, to target uh, these pages in their ads because it waters down the results and um, it, it makes targeting a whole lot less effective if you're, going, if you're going about the interest targeting method. But it's also bad for users. Because again, you hear users complain about ads being irrelevant. Well, this is why, right? It's because, face, I love the, the claim, Facebook doesn't know what I like. Well, they're trying to figure out what you like. But if you don't actually like pages you actually like, that's going to throw Facebook through a loop and they're going to be confused. So if you could, do me a favor. When it comes to liking pages, just, just like the pages you care about, the brands you care about. And when it comes to building your audience, do it the right way. Because it does impact the rest of us when you don't. When you do it the wrong way, it makes targeting at least in that way, the interest targeting, worthless. Okay? Um, and the problem is, um, right now it's not completely worthless, but if it continues to be watered down, it continues to be watered down, it's just going to get worse. So we need to take care of that. Um, so how should you target people? Um, just a couple things to consider. Yes, you don't know who did it the right way and who didn't. And even if someone did it the right way, they may have targeted the fans of somebody else who didn't do it the right way, and as a result, they pay for it, and that sucks, right? And to an extent, I'm sure we've all dealt with that. We all have some irrelevant fans um, that some of it may be partially our fault, but some of it may not be. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. Um, a couple of things to try out, though. First of all, um, you can test the quality of an audience by... Running a promotion. Now, again, keep in mind, fully believe in the Facebook sales funnel, those most likely to buy and provide an email address or your fans. But if you want to test an audience, target, target a product at, at that, that group, target a uh, you know, webinar, email, you know, something that requires a registration, something that's more than just a click and a like. Because if you, if you have success with that, those are, pro- those are people you should be targeting to get likes. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, 
Um, there, there are two ways that you know you can target people who are relevant. And the first way is, is through custom audiences. So these are your actual customers um, who have bought from you in the past. You have an email list, whatever it is, upload into Facebook, target them. And you can get those people to like your page if they haven't already. But you also got FBX. So if people have been visiting your website, and granted there are some bots in there, but in general, if people have visited your website, you want to target them when they're on Facebook. Okay, so um, that is that was my rant. Uh, make sure you check out my blog post on that as well. Um, just, go, just go to johnlimmer.com. One of the, I think it's my current most recent post um, is my rant on why your bad Facebook marketing strategies are ruining ad targeting, and that deserves a drink. Cheers. Okay, so let's wrap it up with uh, some news. Some big, big news coming out of Facebook that, um, you know, this is the the headline um, that sponsor stories are going away. And, you know, this one was kind of sad. Facebook initially warned us of this back in June of 2013. I even wrote about it back then. I was just I was kind of ticked off at the time because I use sponsored stories. I use page like sponsored stories in particular. I use domain-sponsored stories as well, drive traffic to my website. Um, so effective April 9th, you know, we'll just start with the headline of this. Sponsored stories are going away. So and just to backtrack here, a sponsored story is when um, you create an ad that says that is targeted at friends of fans who interacted with your content, your post, or your page. So your friend likes this, here's a big like button, you should like it too. Or your friend commented on this post, here's that post for you. All right. So, so um, that's going away. And it's all part of Facebook streamlining, simplifying, simplifying uh, their ad offerings. Um, so to me, it sounded awful. But social context is not going away. And uh, now here's the funny thing. So there are two, two, two camps of people uh, in their responses to this. One is like, oh, no, sponsor stories are great. We're going to lose those. What am I going to do? The other one, the other side says, whoopee, sponsor stories suck. I hate those things. Well, guess what? Both of you need to settle down <laughs> because it's not really going away. It's just that you can no longer create a specific sponsored story. Like I can no longer go in and say, I want to target people um, and create the specific ad unit. So friends of fans like this page. You don't even have control of the copy and the imagery, that kind of stuff. Same thing with a sponsored story for, you know, like, share, comment kind of thing or using an app, all that stuff. You can't create those anymore. But if you promote your page, guess what happens when it's shown to friends of fans? There's going to be the automatic social context your friend whoever this is likes this page next to that like button guess what happens when you promote a post to friends of fans automatically you can get the social context uh maybe your friend likes this page or if your friend liked that post comment on the post it'll say that as well so basically no it's not really going away you can't create those specific ads it's gonna be sim- simpler now um, 
But uh, social context isn't going anywhere, which I think is funny. I mean, I know that a lot of people talk about this lawsuit that happened regarding using your your likeness and image and all that stuff in ads. Well, um, and a lot of people saw this as a response to that, but it's not going away. So, so that's uh, that's a deal with sponsored stories. Cheers. Okay, so before we move on and and wrap up the show. Uh, just a few more changes that, that came out as, as a result of this um, talk of no spot, no more sponsored stories. Um, add image cropping, which I think is going to be really nice. Um, it's not clear whether this is going to be Power Editor and the, the self-serve ad tool or, or what. But essentially, uh, Facebook's going to give you the option to crop an image to optimize for specific placement, which I think is great. Um, to give you some control over that because otherwise it's been automat- automated. And for me personally, um, I understand that um, what's going to show up on the sidebar is going to be a whole lot different than, than the newsfeed. I mean, not only number of characters, but it's a really small image and it's different dimensions. So up until now, I've been creating whole new images, whole new posts for the sidebar. So moving on to the the other announcements that came out along with um, the official um, sh- announcement regarding sponsor stories going away. Um, first of all, the uh, uh, image cropping. Okay, so ad image cropping. Up until now, if you create an ad and um, you say, "Oh, I want to go it, I want to go in desktop newsfeed, mobile newsfeed, and and uh, sidebar," Facebook will automatically crop it for you. Now Facebook's going to give you the option of cropping it uh, for the specific placement, which is important. I mean, desktop newsfeed, mobile newsfeed, it's the same dimensions, I say the same aspect ratio. Um, but if you're going to optimize it, it's actually going to be a little bit wider, a little bit bigger on mobile than it is on desktop. Um, but for me, I just create a bigger image, so then it'll be scaled appropriately for desktop. But the, the issue was sidebar. So you've obviously got a smaller area, smaller image. It's not the same aspect ratio and less text. So it ends up cutting off at a strange time. You got a really small image. And so what I end up usually doing is to optimize for the sidebar, I'll create a whole separate ad. And you know I'll make sure the, the text cuts off appropriately. The image is right for that size. Um, but now that may not be necessary based on this news, the, the ad image cropping. So that's, that's big stuff. Um, others talks about changing in targeting. So targeting is me to redefine to fall into four different categories, locations, demographics, interests, and behaviors. And um, it sounds like it's going to be more powerful. Some other, some other options are going to be added in there. They're going to start beta testing uh, based on buying histories, which... Apparently, it's beyond uh, partner categories, uh, so I'm not sure what's happening there, um, but uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, geographic targeting, inclusion and exclusion targeting. I already have this. You may have it as well, but you can actually exclude specific areas now. You can actually combine also cities and countries and zip codes all within the same targeting where you couldn't do that previously. Um, so that may be old news to you. It was to me. Um and the other one is unified interests. Once again, you may have this. I don't. 
Um, someone just gave me access to it on their account so I could see it um, because I just had to make some assumptions up until now. But essentially, it combines precise, and bro uh, precise interest in broad categories in some cases. Now, I say some cases, it's important to stress this because it's really regarding the, the, um, the ge more general topics, right? So, for example, I always target, not to give away, you know, my secret sauce or anything, but some of the, some of the brands I always target are Social Media Examiner, Mari Smith, Amy Porterfield, right? Um, those aren't going to be combined with a hashtag. And I'm not even sure if those, ha I think the hashtags exist for those as well. And just so you help you understand, if you don't use a hashtag with those brand names, those page names, you will specifically target those who have mentioned them in their profile, which tends to be liking their page, especially if you compare it to the number of people you're targeting, you'll see that it seems that it's about right. Hashtag, it's mentioning anything related to. So for example, if you're talking about cooking, do a hashtag cooking, you might end up targeting Bobby Flay, something else, right? So, um, and the example Facebook gave was dogs, all right? So dogs and hashtag dogs, those are gonna be merged together. So this initially I was concerned about this because if I couldn't target those specific pages anymore, that'd bum me out because um, I don't want I don't want to be broader. But that said, it sounds like I could still target them. Now, I, I have heard how this is impacting some who found a really good money keyword um, that was more precise and. Facebook merged those, merged that with the hashtag, and now they lost it. It's all that went out the window. So, hate to hear that for for you folks. Um, but I guess my recommendation to you, you guys, you know, first of all, try it. You never know. Even though it's crazy broad, it may work for you. If it doesn't work, um, just gotta take a new approach, right? Um, and, and my my recommendation would be to again go back to graph search. And hopefully you know of at least one page that your target audience would like. Use graph search to say, okay, what are the, the pages, uh, what, what are the pages liked by people who also like X? And if, if you get those results, you start creating a list that again could be your interest targeting. Okay, so we're not freaking out. I, I think overall these changes sound pretty good. Um, uh, I think uh, lots of changes for me in terms of my Power Editor course. I think that's going to be changing quite a bit over the coming months, but it's what we got to deal with, you know? So that's it for today. Um, I've asked the bartender for a tab. I'll take care of you this time. I feel like I've said that every single week. Um, it's about time you buck up, my friend. Um, let, let me get one more drink here. Last call. All right, so... Here's a little sneak peek. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet because you know with how the big names are, things can fall through at the last minute. But I have an amazingly big guest <laughs> on the schedule for next week. So uh, hopefully I'm not teasing you only not to be able to follow through. But it's on my calendar. So um, if, if you're listening today, make sure you listen next week. It could be the best episode ever read so um that's number one number two my friend my friend come here come here you've been listening listening now for a while 
And um, I really, really appreciate you. But I say but. There's always a but, right? Um, Please, if you can, hopefully you're listening on iTunes. Go to iTunes uh, on your phone. And um, rate, subscribe, and provide a review. These are the things I need as I look to my goals uh, in 2014. I want to start being featured within iTunes. And I can't unless more people listen to my show on iTunes. And right now, I know the bulk of you, not pointing any fingers, but it's you, uh, listening to my show on uh, the website, which I don't want to take that away. But um, I need you on iTunes if I can. Okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. So that's it for this week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.